Greetings, Wanderers! Welcome to the Return Cart. My name is Christy, your main host, and this is the special edition, uh, Christmas edition, of the Return Cart. Now, I have here my wonderful panelists, and we'll start over in this direction. Hi, y'all. This is Martin. Ahoy, ahoy. This is Terry here. Howdy, this is Starla. Excellent, excellent. Wait, no, this is Christmas. We need Jingle Bells. (laughs) (laughs) so for this christmas edition we're just going to be talking about our favorite holiday reads um christmas reads or any other holidays this season uh that we like we'll talk about our favorite movies and then we'll talk about our favorite holiday traditions and someone is eating taco bell flavored (laughs) doritos from japan Japan. starla yes thank you star so yes they have doritos in japan that tastes exactly like a Taco Bell taco. Yes. I didn't think that was possible to put that all in one chip. But they did it. They did it. It's very yummy. Don't worry. Don't worry, Martin. You can crunch it away. We found Willy Wonka. He's in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is our favorite christmas e holiday reads. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Um, anyone want to start? The Hogfather. The Hogfather. Got, got to go with the Hogfather. I mean, <laughs> man, that is just such an awesome read. It, it's it's adventure-filled. You get to encounter the Tooth Fairy. You get to encounter death. You get to see the beginnings of the Hogfather. And, and you it, also get to see, um, what is it, uh, Mouse Death or Death oh, of Mice yes, or something? Oh, yes. Wasn't that in Mort though? Actually, I think he pops up in Mort, and then you see him. Oh, in Hogfather, and then he's in Hogfather. That's see, right. I think you do see him in Hogfather. Because so, like the best part about about so for those who don't know, every time Death talks, he talks in all caps, so it's all capital letters. And <laughs> like the Death of Mice, like when he talks, he he squeaks in all capital letters, so be like squeak all in caps. <laughs> yes. It's great. So I think Star, you're the only one who hasn't read this. So I think we should all band together. And try and convince Star to read this at some point. It is definitely a good read. Okay, so the Hogfather in essence, Star, is Santa Claus goes missing. And by missing, I think he's like murdered or something like that. Yeah, he's literally taken out. He's assassinated. He's assassinated. And and he's named the Hogfather. Missing and murdered are two very different things. (laughs) Yes, everyone's just missing, not murdered. (laughs) But so... um, Hogfather over there in Discworld universe is assassinated, right? And um, in order for Hogsmeade, the holiday of pretty much Christmas, to be fulfilled, death takes over. As the Hogfather. As the Hogsfather, yeah. And so he decides to take over that role. And it's it's a very interesting take because he... He wants to be as literal as possible most of the time. Not only that, but you get to, you get to see a good amount of interaction with a bunch of different uh, Discworld characters, including the Daughter of Death. Yeah. She's very prominent in that book. Um, she is. There's a couple of gods, specifically the God of Hangovers. Oh, yeah. Um, and you get to, to listen to him complain about constantly being hungover every single time, like he's in in the in in a chapter, you know. So it, it, it's really fun and kind of kind of campy, kind of campy, but it's such a good wholesome way. It's very. Is it like funny. the Nightmare Before Christmas? 
kind, kind, kind of. of. Yeah. It's, it's very funny because uh, Terry Pratchett does a lot of satire in his work. Pretty much the whole Discworld series is satire in and of, in a nutshell. But um, but it's just really good. Like at one point, uh, Death, dressed as the Hog's father, goes to meet with little children so that they can tell them what they want. And at one point, this little girl's like, "I want a sword," <laughs> and so he gives her like this broadsword. And oh no! Yes, it's this is a fantastic part where the little girl's running around and people are like, "Should you really have done that?" What if she cuts herself? And she's like, well, then Death goes, well, then it'll be a very good lesson. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Death. <laughs> and then he, you know, throughout the entire thing, he just doesn't understand why, you know, he's like, I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. This is not my job. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then slowly he kind of starts turning into the hog, Hog's father, I think. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, it, um, he starts losing like his deathly powers, honestly, mm-hmm. and he he even kind of like freaks out for it for a little while because he's like, "This isn't the way I'm supposed to look. This mm-hmm. isn't how I'm supposed to be." Yeah. And I and I kind of like uh, it's probably a bad comparison, but I like to think of uh, uh, Terry Pratchett kind of like um, uh, Douglas Adams in a way. So uh, it's got I a very Douglas Adamsy uh, feel to it. Yeah, I think that's apt. I mean, they're kind of on. Uh, uh, Terry Pratchett is more of a fantasy, and then Douglas Adams is more of a sci-fi, but their writing styles are yeah. pretty yeah. similar. Yeah, they're pretty close, I think. So, yeah, that's probably the best way to get the feel of what the books are like, just with a completely different world. Like, um, I forgot exactly what it is. I think it's what? Their planet is hashtag Flat Earth Society, but uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a flat disc, which is called Discworld. And the disc is riding on four elephants, which are riding on On a giant turtle, the back of a giant turtle flying through space. And so, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, all the books take place on Discworld, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, apparently sitting on a back, a turtle. Yes. Forgot the turtle's called, but I I wonder if this is the Flat Earther Society in a nutshell. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I I think they think that there's like, I'm not actually familiar with like their. They're, um, oh thinking. my god! I'm not really familiar with it at no, all. No. Have you ever met someone who's uh, believed in a flat Earth? No, no. We should find someone. Uh, we should find someone. Get them, them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Prove to us. <laughs> get a perspective, right? Yeah, I love it. But yes, you should read Hawk's Father. All this just coming to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was like a great build-up. Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't actually considered that one when I was thinking. Have I read any Christmas books? I forgot about Hog's Father. That that's probably the closest one I've read is the Hog's Father. I mean, I'm trying really hard to like pull up a book from my past. Besides that, uh... the only other one I can think of is one that I read recently, and it was actually in exchange for a review, and that was uh, Schmuck the Buck. And what it did was it combined. Hanukkah and Christmas. So it's about this reindeer who is Jewish and who works for Santa and how he pretty much saves Christmas. <laughs> hmm. Oh, also, that actually sounds like a good book. A quick little addendum. It actually wasn't Hogsmeade. It was uh, Hogs Watch Day. Oh, Hogs Watch Day. Thank and you. Hogs Watch Night. Sorry. Hogsmeade is actually Harry Potter now that I think about it. Yeah. 
Although those Speaking kind of, of Harry Potter, have... does that count as a Christmas book? Yeah, I was going to say, yes, that one kind of does. does. Oh my gosh, yes it does. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. Sorry, I blew out the mic. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And the movies usually came out around Christmas, right? So yeah, they usually came out around Christmas. I think there is always a Christmas scene in Harry Potter in every single one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or at least a winter-themed scene. I, I Those are some of my favorite of... scenes, I think. All the presents that they would exchange, mm-hmm. seeing what everyone got. The Weasley sweaters, or the Weasley jumpers. Yes. <laughs> Those are my favorite. The unlimited supply of magic food. Oh my Seriously, god. Seriously, right? Mm-hmm. I, if only that was... Having a gigantic Christmas banquet without having to prep, cook, or clean. That is magic. Yes. Quick question. In Japan, do they have all-you-can-eat buffets? Uh, Sort of. Some places. Are they like the kind of all-you-can-eat that if you don't eat everything, you have to pay? Some places, I think so, yeah. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Just out of curiosity. Out of curiosity, we're just wondering. Wasn't sure if that was predominantly a, an American thing. I've heard I of like dessert buffets. Thing. Yeah, I've heard of like dessert buffet places, but dessert buffet? We don't even have dessert buffet places. Yeah, we should. <laughs> and uh, all you can eat grilled meat. So all you can <laughs> eat grilled oh. meats. Well, yeah, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. when is our trip to Japan? <laughs> <laughs> Booking Come tickets now, Japan. baby. Booking tickets now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, that's all the books I can really think of. Um, because yeah, Harry Potter did have a Christmas theme and they did usually come around Christmas time, I think. The movies came out around then. I'm trying to remember if anything else. Have you read anything Christmassy? Uh, no, I don't think I have. So the only other thing I can think of, and it's not really a Christmas novel, but it just has snow a lot in it. Is a book I'm reading by Ursula K. Le Guin, and she's uh wrote this book called The Left Hand of Darkness, and it's set on this planet that's perpetually cold. In other words, Christina's personal hell. Die Hard. <laughs> that's a movie. We're gonna get in the movies here shortly. Actually, let's just dive in because I don't think anyone else has. Yeah, no. I mean, I I know some kids' books. I mean. Ah, yes, there's the children's uh, pictures books. Yeah, there's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to New Mexico. There's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't talk about uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That is probably a, a major go-to book. I mean, come on. It's Dr. Seuss. Yes. But admittedly, I've watched the movie more than I've read the book of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I know. Isn't that kind of sad? Like, I love that story. Wonder- and there's been, Am like, I the only one that really hates that song? Like, I love oh, the story and I love the movie, but I hate that song. It grosses me out so much. It's so creepy. <laughs> You're a is big one, Mr. Grinch. Do you, do you think it's because of the yeah. words or because he has, like, this really deep voice, like, You're a mean one. You're a mean one. I think it's both. It's Mr. Like, Grinch. Shivers. I just have to, like, run to the radio and I'm like, Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> off. See, for me, it's, I think um, Santa Baby is the one that's going to get to me the most. When it comes to the Christmas oh, songs. Yeah. Mainly because I'm like, why are you speaking like that? <laughs> okay. Do you know what the most popular song is in Japan for Christmas music? What's Wait, that? let me think. Uh, Take a guess. Oh, let- maybe it's cold outside? No. No. It, uh, not that one. It's Is it um, Last Christmas? Last- it certainly is. <laughs> that 
certainly is. You can't choose about 20 million different renditions of Last Christmas by Wham. And they ignore almost all other Christmas songs. Because except for Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah, I was about to say, I was all, uh, in the U.S., I'm pretty sure it's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is like the most popular. I was also like, can't be that in Japan. And besides that one, it's kind of catchy. Kind of. Mostly. As long as you don't hear it too much. So it had to be Wham. There's I'm actually in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, there, there's actually been a lot of controversy lately with with certain Christmas songs. Oh, you're talking oh, about maybe. "Baby It's Cold Outside." Yeah, yeah. No, we actually talked about this at my work of um, that it's being banned on some radio stations, and I think we talked a little bit about oh, really? this last time, right? I don't. Yeah, I think Is, we did. Maybe. Well, I don't know if we talked uh, about it on off air. air yeah. yeah, off air. But um, yeah, "Baby It's Cold Outside" is is uh, getting some flack because, you know, some of the wording is very uh, uh, date rapey. <laughs> yeah. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. But, I've got to go away. Oh, my God, don't do this to me. Because I actually like that song. I, I do. But at the same time, like, I can get people's perceptions of how it can be really, like, kind of creepy if you don't have someone who leaves you alone after you say no. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's also going back to like when it was written. Like some of the wording in the song sounds date rapey, but um, but it was just the slang of that. Yeah, it was the slang. Like when she's saying, um, "What is what, in this what's drink?" In this drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not literally saying like, "Oh, he date raped me." She's saying, "I want to do this, but the situation doesn't allow for it, and if mm-hmm. I stay." I'm going to wait, wait. have my. Rep- no, I think like the what's in this drink is like, like is that it's it's uh, probably a pretty heavy alcohol. Like like whoa, what's in this thing? No, right? it's actually a saying from that time. No, it's a saying from really? that. It's, oh. a, it's, it's a, saying a very from flirty time. saying from that time. Oh no, yeah. kidding. I didn't know that. I I read like a mini dissertation. <laughs> yeah, so did I. And the the the, the slang kind of plays heavy into that. Um, but looking at it from our generational perspective, you know, we're like no. Yeah, I just I just decided I haven't been listening to Christmas songs this year really. Yeah, but we but, we we have a personal friend who's like, unless it's the week of Christmas, I don't want to hear Jingle Bells. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> I don't even follow to that. I used to I used to listen to Christmas songs in like summer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Christmas like, in during, July. During the week of Christmas, I don't listen to Christmas songs. It's not until it's like far away from Christmas, and then I'm like, I miss Christmas. Play songs. What's your favorite Christmas song? Mine? Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, well, it's actually from Straight No Chaser. It's a 12 Days of Christmas rendition from Straight No Chaser. That has to be my fave. Tara, what's yours? Oh, I'll, I'll give you a good hint. I'm Mr. Freeze. Oh, yeah. I remember this. I'm Mr. Snow. <laughs> oh I'm Mr. Snow. What's yours? Um... Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I knew it all along. What is in this drink, huh? Water. Starla, what's yours? Uh, probably Silent Night, maybe. Something That's about a good it one. That, that is a good one. Uh, a good one. Yeah, that one's good. I'm also, certain. Drummer Boy. Oh, yeah. The little drummer boy. There's mm-hmm. a one that Pentatonix does. Oh, little um, Hooters girl, her rubber. Oh, my God, bomb. really? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not doing the Redneck Christmas specials. <laughs> Let's not do the Redneck one. <laughs> which is literally uh, the name of the album that song came out yeah, in. Yeah, no, I know. 
Oh yeah. Just for listeners out there who may not be familiar it, with that, that's wasn't literally it Jeff the name. Foxworthy. Yeah, yeah. It was like something I think it was like Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, that's right. Because he's so, the redneck. I have years. to interject here. I, I I I don't know where this came up. I was just typing in Christmas songs, trying to like find out like different Christmas songs. But the beautiful poetry of Donald Trump. <laughs> That's a Christmas. That's a little strange. I, I oh my gosh! I wish I could throw Christmas this up song. on the screen for you guys to see it. But if you guys want, if you want, just come over here real quick. I, I need you to look at this picture. Okay, hold on. It's satirical. It's. I don't think it's. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. How no, dignified. Because by a different guy. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, it even Why? says strictly Why? unauthorized for for laughter's sake. It says all I ask is fairness. People are constantly attacking my hair. I think it's very unfair. Obama said he never met his uncle Oscar. <laughs> Can you imagine if I made that statement? It would be the electric chair. What if there's another side to Donald Trump's sensitive, poetic side? Driven by this question, Rob Sears began combing, combing. He, he. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, I think there's a. I think there's laws that uh, protect people who do parodies and. Pretty much. I, I think he was just like taking direct quotes. I'm not sure I'm going to like actually read this. Oh, they probably are. But I think they're taking direct quotes and saying like, and putting it in, in poetry form. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, that's beautiful. I know what I want for Christmas. Okay. Hold on. That's Let's see hilarious. if I can find a good one. Editor's notes. Okay. While he's looking for that kind of stuff, Christmas movies. Oh, Scrooged. Scrooged. Bill Murray's take on um, Charles Dickens, mm. uh, the nightmare, uh, the the night before Christmas. Home Alone. I mean, I hope, uh, Home Alone. Home Alone was the. Bomb. I mean, Scrooge, not uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Gosh, my brain. I do remember Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge. I I remember seeing uh, posters and that. I can't remember if I ever watched it. And what did you say yours was again? Oh, um, Home Alone. Home Alone. Yes. Home Alone is a good one. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Star? Uh, die Hard. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> Definitely Die Hard. <laughs> but have the, like, everyone uh, split. Is it a Christmas movie? The debate continues. Right. The, the great debate. Uh, I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, my God. You guys mm-hmm. have seen that with the Griswold family. My family used to watch that every year. I feel very Definitely. kiddish now. Everyone's like saying adult movies or adult E movies. Uh, well, but not porn. So I don't know why I'm saying adulty movies. <laughs> As if they're <Wow>. dirty. <laughs> no, um, for me, there's two Christmas movies I always watch. And I lately, like for the last 10 years, I probably watched it by myself because I don't want, I didn't, you know, want people to know my shame. But now I'll say it for everyone. Is uh, I don't know if you guys remember Disney uh, put out the Christmas Carol with Mickey Donald. Yes. Oh, You're yeah. talking the, the Mickey, the Mickey's Christmas yeah, the, story the, yeah. the, where there's the four different stories. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, the Christmas Carol is one of them, I there, think there. Yeah. And there's actually two movies and, Oh, then I might be thinking of two separate ones because there's, there's the one that's the actual Christmas Carol where I think, um, Scrooge McDuck plays Scrooge. Yes, he does. And then there's the one where it's like four different Christmas stories. One of them is Huey, Dewey, and Louie and the slut. Where, um, so what it is, is Huey, Dewey, and Louie take, uh, go through Christmas with their uncle, um, Donald. And then they're kind of just selfish throughout the whole day. And they like take these sleds out, go sledding, not really think about their family. 
And then they're like, I wish this was Christmas all the time. So it's pretty much that Groundhog's Day uh, event. And they go through every day, right? Every day is Christmas from then on out until the end. But I love I love those movies. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about Disney's just very good at drawing me in like that. <laughs> Disney does a good job at doing what it does. Yeah. And then there's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original animation one. Yeah. I know that they recently put out The Grinch again in animation form. Are you guys thinking about oh, seeing really? it? really? Yeah. Junior really That's likes so The behind. Grinch, so. Yeah, no, they, they did it in CGI, I think. this. No, not CGI. That's <coughs> not CGI. But they did it uh, computer animated this time around instead of hand-drawn. Interesting. Isn't there also a new Nutcracker? Movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, the one with um the gal. I forgot what her name is. I forget what the name of the thing is. But I know Kira Knightley's in it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the newer movies. Also, movies. How do you feel about uh, the new like mm, influx of like rom com Christmas movies that are coming out to like Netflix <laughs> and like the Hallmark style? Like, I feel like in the last year or two, Netflix has really been pushing these style of movies out. Yeah, because they have like the Christmas Prince, and then they just released the the sequel i haven't watched any of them i'm tempted to because like i don't know what it is around this time of year and it's probably because of christmas but there's all of a sudden the surging need of cute in my life where i need to just read like cute romances pretty good because she's stuck is it (laughs) well i mean like because because you're dating a nerd um well (laughs) I mean, like, uh, are they well acted? Not always. Are they cheesy and predictable? Yeah, but like, there's something about it. Like you said, it's just very comforting. Like, you know, no matter what happens, the ending of the movie is going to be good. Right. It's Christmas cheer. I don't know. I'm kind of into it. Sometimes you just need like this idea of happiness in because I feel like there was an influx for so long of really dark tales being put out there of like the world sucks and nothing makes it better. Right. And I feel like those Christmas movies kind of like put a pause in that of, Oh no, no, no. It can be nice. (laughs) Well, on top of that, do you guys like get the holiday spirit? Like, do you personally feel all Christmassy this time of year? No, it's been a long time since I've actually felt Christmassy. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of lost that little bit of magic fr- from when I was younger. I remember when I was young, Christmas was such a big deal in my house. And when I say big deal, I mean, it's one of the few holidays where, <clears throat> I like, we actually decorated and did the whole nine yards. I remember in Colorado when we had Christmas, what we'd end up doing is, um, like, we were really close on the base, um... Jefferson, was it Jefferson Air Force Base? I don't know. Anyway, the base up in Colorado, in like Colorado Springs, there, and they'd have like these holiday parties where it was like this mini fair in the, in, uh, oh my gosh, the community center. And we'd go to that. And I remember my dad, I didn't know he did this at the time, but he would leave the community center and go put out the presents before he came home. And so then he'd drive back. And then we'd go home and be like, Santa came! Oh my god! Guys, it was Santa! And we'd open up Christmas presents 
Well, we'd, we'd be able to open up like one or two at night. And then the, the next, next morning, morning, we could open them. That changed when we came to New Mexico, though. Because what would end up happening is my dad would, we would all go to um, Christmas Mass at midnight. And uh, on our way home, my dad would be like, okay, kids, hold back your mother. We're going to open the presents. <laughs> Oh no! Because <laughs> my mom back not until that morning, and then my dad be like hold her back, and then he'd sprint to the door, he'd grab his present and like bolt it. And then my mom would tell us, "Okay, at least get one cup of coffee and hot cocoa before we open the presents." Gosh. And then, <laughs> do you like opening your presents at night or in the morning? Like overall, what are your different preferences? I think since we started doing that when we came to New Mexico, it's now been like the night before open presents, go to sleep, or, well, at midnight, or a little after midnight, open presents, and then in the morning, enjoy them afterwards. What about you? Oh, that's first, Charlotte, go on. Oh, since I like the morning, because there's something about that anticipation of going to bed at night and waking up and having something to look forward to, and then the entire day to, like, play with your stuff. Yeah, that's true. You guys, you have patience. I like it. (laughs) What about you, Tara? (laughs) What about you, Tara? Um, I I kind of follow what my parents used to do, uh, especially since I got little rugrats running around. Uh, they get a couple of presents to open up with the family when we're visiting them, and then the rest of the presents are saved for Christmas or they're saved for whatever family we're visiting on Christmas. Just because you know, I always feel bad when people are opening presents, and I'm like, "Oh, kids, you just opened all your presents at the other relative's house, so you don't have any to open now." Mm. So, but for me, I don't really care. For me. Like, honestly, me and my husband don't even really get us gifts for Christmas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, we do our, like, Christmas shopping for, like, Black Friday, and we're like, look, this is what we're getting. So it's it's really all about family and, and the, the kids, so. Um, That's mighty noble. I actually buy my own presents. <laughs> Marcus does that, too. <laughs> he, wraps, he wraps them and he puts them underneath the tree, and I'm like, who? And he's like, uh, Santa got that for me. Uh, that, that was Santa's gift to me. I like that. I like that. I one. can't get yelled at by Christina for buying this because it came from Santa. What's your preference? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually probably a morning person. You know, the idea of getting up, making coffee, uh, getting all nice and warm and fuzzy and cracking them open. I like that idea. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So my plans are foiled. <laughs> Martin's like not well, at night, Chris. Since I still uh, yes, since I got like mm-hmm. absorbed by your family, it's been um, we've after been doing it at night. Mass, yeah. yeah, after midnight mass, and so I'm I'm fine with that. That's that jives with me. Are you sure you're not disappointed? No, that's <laughs> no, fine. I just put them back in the box, and then <laughs> while, the you're, while you're sleeping, I sadly crawl. You know, out. rewrap them. I go snap a twig <laughs> off a tree and just hold it there, like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I blame my dad for giving me his impatience. Because that's, that's really where that came down. And then I, it was funny. I remember some of the last years I was living with my parents. And my mom would be like, every year we waited until morning. And I'm like, when? When? Like, besides Colorado, when? <laughs> I'm, I'm playing this for your mom. Oh, you can. She'll, I'll, I'll tell her. <laughs> Please that, don't. That impersonation. Remember, all the, the, uh, all oh, the panelists need to remember that this is being recorded. Mm. 
No, I I stand by it. If you guys don't hear from me at <laughs> the next recording, that's oh, why. Hey, I'm probably the worst one with that. I'll just start talking, and then you're like, "Hey, Tara, we're we're recording." And I'm like, yeah, "Just oh. so you know, this is recorded and now oh, blackmail. Yeah, we, we are recording." Oops. So when are you gonna get me those red beans and rice? I've been asking. I know, right? Before I release some stuff. I'm going back to these burritos real quick because, my God, they taste like the. <laughs> <laughs> what no one can see is that Martin's like been pulling himself away from the mic and like eating his Doritos are, as we've been talking. They are so delicious. Oh my god! I'm so glad they are delicious. Everything Starly sent is delicious. Yeah, we Yay. were we were very tempted to make this episode about us just eating the things that Starla got us, and then all you hear is chomp 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 chomp. It's very good. Chomp 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 chomp. Like the banana pocky tastes like banana pudding. <laughs> the fudge tastes like fudge. Okay. The world what, needs to know. What's your guys' favorite? Well, what's what's like the number one Christmas memory you guys have? Oh, uh, are we going for like positive ones? Yeah, positive ones. <laughs> no, please don't make people cry <laughs> over the sad, I, I sad Christmas. <laughs> and my Christmas gift was my dead doggy. Yeah, oh don't do God. that. That's... <laughs> oh my God. No, um, <laughs> my there's two Christmas memories that really stand out, and one of them is in Colorado when we're at the community center, and we just got the like it was just a really fun night of not worrying about anything and being able to play all these Christmas games. And I remember just running around with my friends at the time. And it's just a nice feeling like, like, Oh, that was good at that time. And then the second one is, um, so I, I was heavily into anime as a teenager. Right. And I was so involved into Yu Yu Hakusho. Like that was my jam. That was my show. I was like, I need to watch it every time it comes on TV. And I would buy the VHS tapes because at that time we did not have DVDs. I'm 21, by the way, not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I would buy the VHS tapes anytime I had extra money. Like my mom would sometimes give me lunch money and I'd get change and I'd save it. And then anytime I had enough, I'd buy these VHS tapes from, I forgot what place it was called, but it was shut down since it was at the mall. And I remember the VHS tapes were so expensive. I don't know if you remember that, sorry. They were like 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, 20 or 30 for what, three episodes? Yeah, for like three episodes. And then they would always have those stupid, not, they always had those breakups in commercials. And I, I never understood that. But you know how TV shows back in those days, like leading into the commercial, yep. then the lead out into it, and then back into it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they'd play like the same loops. Uh, like the last five seconds and those were the VHS's well there was a box set of Yu Yu Hakusho and I remember staring at it like one day one day I'll have a job and be able to pay for this <laughs> all myself and my mom was with me when I was kind of like like holding it to, me, to my face and be like one day you'll be mine <laughs> right doing the creepy whisper in the middle of the store and then um just that Christmas morning, I open up the present or after uh, Christmas mass, and it's the full box set. Oh, wow. For you, Hawk Show. Oh, wow. And I cried. I was like, <laughs> <it's so happy." laughs> and then I immediately took over the TV and the, D- and the VHS. <laughs> All right. I was like, we're watching this. <laughs> yeah, this was back before they would leave them in the original language and we just subtitle them. You could only get them in voiceover. Yep. And I remember that. 
So that was one of my one of my best Christmases as far as like gifts and everything. I just couldn't believe my mom remembered the the show I talked about. Your mom's a really good gift giver, so Yeah, she is. Like I wish I had that. <laughs> what about you, Tara? Um Well there's there's two. Uh one we were kids. Well not quite kids. We were I was in high school and um Martin was in middle school and it was a really tight year for my parents and they let mm-hmm. us know like a couple of months beforehand that you know we were not going to be getting a lot for Christmas. So we went into Christmas expecting that. We went out to see the family and we come back in and we sit in my uncle's uh, den room and uh you know they start like pulling out the presents and we start noticing that there's a lot more presents than what they are they're really thinking of, right? And so they start pulling out and it's just like a ton ton of presents and uh they actually ended up giving me and martin um a dvd player a cd player bunches of cds they got us new games for our playstation like they went all out and it it finally made sense because our mom hadn't been there for most of the month um and she had been working a second job to get us the gifts yeah um your mom's a very sweet person. And so seeing that, especially since, you know, we didn't really expect it, just like it, it made me realize how much my parents were willing to sacrifice for us. And I think that was more of a gift than the presents I got mm. is realizing just how much they really loved us and cared about making us happy that they were willing to sacrifice. And like, I mean, she got like no sleep that month because of how many hours she was working. Um, and then I think the second one was, uh, when I took my son up to Rio Doso one year for, um, for Christmas and seeing him go outside on Christmas day and be able to build a snowman with daddy and then come back inside and eat something warm and open his presents up and watch the Disney channel. And it was just so sweet. And I was like, oh, this is what I want Christmas to be like every year. Oh, so yeah, that's That's sweet. Yeah. That's really nice. What about you, Star? Uh, it's tough. Um, probably when we got a Sega Genesis way back when, when they first oh, came yes. out. I think awesome. that probably kicked off my love for video games. And what else? Just general things like mom always making lots of cookies and relatives from out of state coming and staying with us. And my dad dressing up as Santa Claus. Oh, and Chrissy, okay. I also had something similar to yours where there was a year where I was obsessed with the vision of Escaflone. The oh, area. yeah. And it was so hard to find anything for it. And I had always told my dad about it. And he'd always say stuff like, uh, I don't understand you. Like, why do you like this stuff? <laughs> but when your Santa bought me like wall scrolls, the posters that hang on your wall. Oh, and it was all wow, Escaflone. Yeah. And, I, and the only place to get it was a store in the mall. And I just imagined my dad like going into the store and like talking to this clerk. Like, what is, do you have anything for this show? And like, it's, just, it's really touching, right? Cause they're like, Aww. Oh, they care so much to like hunt down this really rare thing for you. It's really sweet. You know, I can see your dad as Santa. Like he has a good laugh. For it, I think. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wonder if he like, that's not an insult <laughs> to your dad. No, no, he made a perfect Santa. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I re- I remember those wall scrolls of Escaflone. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture him asking for it. And that's a funny <laughs> image in my mind. Right? So sweet though. What about you, Martin? What's your Um 
Well, uh, last year I bought myself a laptop, and that was <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. hard to. Uh, like it was it. heartfelt because I had wrapped it really nice, and I had left. No, um, um, when I was really young, I, and it was probably I can't remember what you got this year, that year. I do remember that one year Tara got this like little baby oh, amazing Amy doll. Or it was something. an amazing Amy doll, and um, she hated the thing because oh, it was always I crying. Hated it. And so I, I used to, like go into her room. And like when I was crying and pick it up and feed it and stuff, so it stopped. You know? Oh yeah, no. Martin was like so much more loving as a child than I was. Like he would get mad at me, and oh god, I was like nine. Her furby, she mistreated her furbies so bad. I did mistreat my furbies so bad. Martin would get at my Tamagotchi <laughs> angels. Martin would get so mad at me, and he'd be like, "She's hurting the baby. The baby's hungry, and she's not feeding the baby." And I'm like, "That baby woke me up because it has a daylight sensor at six o'clock in the morning." That baby's going under my pillow. <laughs> well, um, I had uh, I decided one year that I was I was going to stay up and uh, and wait for Santa. Right? I mean, I'm sure all kids kind of go through that, but uh, so I stayed up as late as I possibly could, and I remember passing out. Uh, we had a fireplace in the living room, and I kind of fell asleep right behind the couch. I used to I had this weird thing when I was younger. I liked to crawl behind stuff, and so I fell asleep <laughs> right behind the couch. Right. And I swear I was only out for just a little bit of time. But then I wake up to my mom kind of shaking me. And she's like, Martin, Martin, get up. Santa Claus came. And my parents went to the to the nine. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they did the whole soot marks. They did the cookies. And so my little brain was blown. I was like, I wasn't asleep that long. Wow, he's so quiet. It's like, it's like <laughs> Santa <laughs> Ninja or something. You know, it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. That's actually really adorable. Oh, it, was, it was perfect. And then they got me that year a... Uh, uh, the Tim Burton Batman had just come out, and they they had a Batmobile, oh, yeah. and that was the coolest Batmobile I'd ever seen. Was it wasn't amazing. just that; they also got us a PlayStation. And that wasn't that year. That was a different year. Oh, it was the, it was yeah. the Amazing Amy year. Yeah, that was the Amazing Amy year where they got the PlayStation because <laughs> I got the PlayStation, and you got the Amazing Amy doll. And I took her back to the store, and you took, <laughs> you took <laughs> my baby back to the yeah. store. <laughs> I was Mark's like, I hate this toy. Why gone. did you get me this toy? That baby was huge. I was a it was it was like it was a two and a half foot doll. It was a big doll. It was doll. huge. I could I like it was like carrying around a second me. And I'm sitting here trying to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, you you would think I would have known sooner that Santa didn't exist because Santa's handwriting looked very similar to my mom's. Oh uh, Tara busted it. <laughs> no, I did not. You did. No, you busted it. Right, was, because, it, was it me? Yeah, well, one year we found, like, my, my parents uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were the in gifts. the closet. Yeah. yeah it, wasn't oh. the, it was in the closet. It was the uh, that black chest thing. Oh, right? yeah, but I always did that. Like, I always found the presents. And it so, was mom's uh, chest or drawers. I was like, uh, I was like, like, why are you doing this? And she's like, come here, because my parents had left somewhere, and she used to be kept in charge, <laughs> which ultimately ruined my childhood. Oh. And um, I destroyed it. Yeah. And... She cracks this thing open and there's all the gifts. I was like, but what about Santa? Isn't Santa? And she's like, Santa isn't real. I'm like, why would you do such a thing? Actually, I said there's only one happy fat man that brings us presents and his name isn't Santa. Just Um, shot my dreams down. You know, I can't remember when I stopped believing in Santa. Like, I think just one year, like, people were like, well, of course Santa's not real. And I was like, of course he's not. Then go to the bathroom. (laughs) Well, the weird thing is I'm an atheist. And so, like, from an early age, I was like, no, I don't believe any of that stuff. But Santa Claus, that guy, (laughs) that sucker means it. I don't know why. It was just. It was also that, like, I knew enough as a child that when my parents would start asking me questions right around Christmas, instead of like, 
looking at the like Santa Claus list, they'd like take me to the store and they'd be like, what does your brother really, really want? So we can send another letter to Santa. And I'm like, why do you need to send two letters to Santa? Lauren already wrote his letter to Santa. He should have gotten it by now. You know, and, and so it clued me off. I think that's one thing that I kind of really appreciate about my mom. And she never really asked what I wanted for Christmas. Uh, she just she was just very, very good at paying attention to like what I was looking at in stores. Like I said, your mom's really good at gifts. Yeah, she just she's very good at paying attention to that kind of stuff. And and so that's why I think I was always surprised that I would get exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And I I love my parents. I so bad for my parents. When I was younger, I would just like, you know, the Toys R Us catalog. I'd just like circle the whole thing and give it to them. I wonder if they were just like... Because early on, we, we were kind of poor, so I'm sure they were just like, oh, I think what do we... Bad, young Starla. Bad. To, uh, Don't ask for everything. To well, quote uh, a, a TV show in The Simpsons, Lisa often asked Santa for a pony. Oh, right. And every year, Marge is like, I don't know if Santa can fit a pony in his sleigh. <laughs> yeah. I, so this was supposed to not be sad, but it ended up turning pretty emotional. Oh. Yeah. Kind of in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like With bad Tara stories. Tara ruining my, my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> childhood. What are big sisters for, right? Yeah, that's you know, I, I my older brother actually was pretty nice about it. He actually kept up the ruse of Santa for a while. He would tell me, he's like, yeah, yeah, Santa will visit. I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> How can I believe anything you say? Yeah, Star, when did you when did you come to the realization that Santa just doesn't exist? I don't know. I don't feel like there was ever like a defining moment. I think mm-hmm. it was just kind of like between classmates and TV and you just kind of. It just kind of clicked. And I think I just kind of went along with it as long as I thought I could get away with it before finally one year I just didn't put cookies out for Santa anymore and my parents didn't say anything and that was just kind of it. Oh. <laughs> this did Marcus, turn really Marcus sad. still believes. If you ask my husband, he no, Santa is real. Santa, Santa is, is real. Christ, he, he will be very upset with you. Well, that's because Santa, Santa still gives him gifts. <laughs> yes, we all have the spirit of Santa. That's exactly. Right. We all have a little bit of Santa. In and us. Santa keeps bringing Marcus gifts, no matter what he's, <laughs> no matter what we They're all like believe. Expensive and specific gifts. It's. Yep. Uh oh. <laughs> I think. Um, by the way, if and we probably should have warned. If there's any people who listen to this with kiddos, you might not want to have them. In the room, <laughs> or else we would shatter their I'm, little dreams. I would hope no one would listen. To this with their kids when we've been saying curse words. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like some but parents who knows? probably just you know don't. We could be responsible care. for ruining the childhood. That's right. We just dragged. Hey, unfortunately to, to for me, fair, I'm I... already responsible for that. <laughs> well, to to be fair, I did see some parents bring their children to Deadpool. Yeah. Oh that's, no, that's not one yeah. of those movies and that I, got I to would see their shocked faces as they then drag <laughs> their children realized, out yes. of Deadpool. <laughs> Yeah, that is not a movie that I would have taken my kids to. By the way, Deadpool's coming out in PG-13. Yeah, that's still not a movie I would be taking my kids to. <laughs> you can clean it up, but well, only so much. Well, they're not 13, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. I don't know. I, I like, I, I think I was in like third grade when I figured out Santa wasn't real. And it was because I was cleaning up the living room. And I was putting Martin's Legos back in the closet. And as I shifted things, 
the Santa outfit fell out of the oh. bag. And I was like, who? There's only one man that can fit this Santa outfit in this house. Uncle Chris. He's Santa. Now it makes sense. That's why Santa looks familiar. That's funny. But yeah. Yeah, no, my dad never really dressed up as Santa. Oh, he'd be such a good Santa. I, I, I think Chuck really would be a great Santa. He would. Um, I think there was only one year he dressed up as Santa. That was for my brother when my brother was really young. Um, what he did was he asked a friend of his who was a radio announcer to do the Santa voice. And he recorded the Santa voice like, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Christopher, what do you want for Christmas? And all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And he did the script. And so he dressed as Santa and he played that. And my brother was like, I want a fire truck and He-Man. And- <laughs> that's He-Man. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Santa Claus, it's it's the only time that it's okay to lie to your kids like that. <laughs> Completely trick them. No problem. Easter yeah. Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, I think, yeah. also fall into that category. That's true, actually. Oh, who did? Who Easter did I, Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. I was talking to one of my coworkers, and she was talking about how, like, with, with her child, she felt like such a bad mom because one day, like, her child's tooth was in their pillow, and she completely forgot to change it out with quarters oh. or anything, or, like, money. And her son, the next day, was like, the tooth fairy ignored my tooth. And she was like, uh, uh, it's because it was in saran wrap. That She couldn't see it. Let's take it out of saran wrap. Well, I've actually I knew that jig was up because with uh, I had lost a tooth when I was younger. Yep. Never told him and just slapped that bad boy underneath the pillow. <laughs> yep. That tooth stayed under there for a long time. <laughs> oh, so no! I was like, the jig's up. I know what's going on here. My question was... Uh, was like with Easter, like I, I I used to remember like why does everyone have to go inside for the Easter bunny to hide the eggs? Is he camera oh. shy? And where's mom? Oh, you guys actually, <laughs> yeah. my parents, my parents never bothered with that. My parents never bothered with the like the Easter bunny. What my mom would do was, uh, oh, in Colorado, uh, what she would do is she'd hide the eggs. She'd have me and my brother, and we knew she was hiding eggs. She'd have me and my brother go inside so that she could hide the eggs, and then she'd make it a competition. And my brother would get so pissed off because I would find. Almost all the eggs, except for the ones I couldn't physically reach, and I'd still spot them. But he'd be like, "I'm taller than you," and then go and get them. I'm colorblind, so I have like hard time with eggs. Yeah, trying plus, to find those suckers. Plus, with our family, you know, it was literally the gathering of the Baca family bunnies. So there was like thirty or forty kids, and oh, wow. all the family would get together and they would have prize eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd sort them out. So like all the kids would go inside, and then it was like. The Boston Marathon, they're like, race to the finish. Get what you can. And you just see the droves of kids like run out into the field, like trying to grab the eggs. So, okay, this is how you know we're done with Christmas because we're now talking about the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's <laughs> no, my fault. No, no, no. It was my fault. I think I brought up Easter at some point in time. Well, it's because I was saying that, you know, it's okay to lie to your kids for Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, does anyone have anything uh, special that they're going on for Christmas this year? No, no, not really. No. Nope. I, how about sorry? I was gonna drink a lot <laughs> of spiked eggnog and probably I don't pass out on the couch. I was gonna say someone <laughs> is gonna have my favorite dessert for Christmas, and it's very big in the country that they're in currently. Who me? Who? Yeah, we we pre-ordered a Christmas cake, which here is like a strawberries and whipped cream. And you eat it on Christmas. You don't have Christmas cookies. You have Christmas cake. That's okay. amazing. So I'm wondering why we don't have this tradition. We need here Christmas in the pie. Log. We should start a Christmas pie. Log. Yeah, the, 
Yulog is not strawberry and whipped cream they do, cake. They do do strawberry Yulogs. But I just want a cake. I don't want it in a log. <laughs> a Christmas pie? They have Christmas pie. It's called, like, apple. That is apple not pie. Christmas pie. Is that a Christmas pie? I don't that's know. just a pie. It's just a pie. That's I just, always remember pie on Christmas. Pie. I always remember pies being around Chris, the Christmas season in my family. For us, it's bizcochitos. Oh, my God. Mm. And surprise cookies. Like, I'm surprised I have not already made, like, six... Six mm-hmm. dozen biscochitos. I never really had biscochitos up until I was an adult. Yeah, they were like They're a so yearly good. thing. Yeah. I but, miss eating that and uh, tamales. Oh, tamales. Yeah. And pozole for Christmas. Mm-hmm. New Mexican staples. Me, it's um, cho- chocolate rice, and it's pretty much rice pudding. But my mom would make um, what she called chocolate rice. And it was with uh, cocoa powder in... Mushy rice, and you put sugar and evaporated milk in it, and it's delicious. Oh, I can imagine. It sounds delicious. I'm drooling a little bit because I want <laughs> chocolate rice. Mom, if you're listening to this, I need you to make a batch of chocolate rice. How are like favorite Christmas traditions? Like, is there something you guys really like to do? No, ever since I was little, like, uh, ever since I got out of my parents' house, I stopped really doing Christmas traditions other than seeing my folks, but. Getting hammered. <laughs> I, I can second that one. Getting hammered. Christmas hammered. Um, what about you, Star? Any new traditions that you started up? Um, I feel like things have always been changing since we've been moving a lot. And like it's hard. We would start a tradition in New Mexico and then we moved to Japan. And you can't do a lot of that here. So we've had to make up some new ones. So the Christmas cake is the new one. And... Um, now we also travel. We don't stay home for Christmas. So this oh, yeah. year we're going to Tokyo for a little mm-hmm. bit. That's awesome. So, but That'll be fun. We still have a little Christmas tree and I have little stockings that I still <laughs> fill up. So I still try and keep some some normal stuff around. I do. Yeah. I see. I think I see some tinsel up there. Yeah. There I little... see tinsel. Re- like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the dollar store. <laughs> There's a dollar store equivalent in Japan. Oh, yes, and it's so much better than the American version. Like, things are actually of quality. Oh, my god! It's real easy to get carried away. Like the 100 yen store? Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Oh, my goodness. I need to go there. (laughs) That sounds amazing. It does. does. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with what we're currently reading now, and we'll start... Don't start with me. Oh, we'll start over here, then. I'm in a good place right now. With a Starla. (laughs) Oh, is that over here? Okay. Yeah, that's over uh, here. Uh, let's see. What am I reading? So I'm almost done with the tale of Tallest Rabbit, which is still really, really good. I recommend it. Um, but the next book I'll pick up is called A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Oh, yeah. I don't I usually love- read. Oh, you know him? Yes. Bill Bryson. A Short History of Nearly okay. Everything and another one. It was yes. Great. So I don't usually read nonfiction, but he is so hilarious and this one's about uh his trip along the Appalachian Trail so he decided to try and hike the whole thing there's like a 2100 mile trail from Georgia to Maine and uh so on the back of the book it says for a start there's a gloriously out of shape Stephen Katz a buddy from Iowa along for the walk and despite Katz's overwhelming desire to find cozy restaurants he and Bryson eventually settle into their stride and meet a bizarre assortment of hilarious characters so oh I need to read that pretty funny Oh, uh, that sounds amazing. You're going to have to tell us how that is, because I love Bill Bryson. Okay. 
<laughs> so good. All right, Tara, what are you reading? Uh, so currently I am reading Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I'm also reading... Is that a reread? Just it, to, it, it's a reread. Just making sure. Yeah. Uh, Christmas about, time, I'm like, I need... I need I, yeah, no, I've read them before. Um, I'm also reading Anne Rice's um, Prince Lestat, which is the latest novel in the Lestat de Court series. Okay. Um, and to <clears throat> end it, I am also reading a... Um, <laughs> they are uh, young adult novels. Uh, Mary O'Reilly, I believe, is the name of the main character. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the series or the author, and it's escaping me right now. But um, she's a paranormal. Um, it's a paranormal book, but she's a a ghost. Uh, mm. she's, she's a paranormal investigator, uh, detective that can uh, speak and communicate with ghosts. Okay, nice. Um, Metro 2033. Metro 2033? Yeah. Ah, yes. That's from, uh, that's a Russian book, right? That is. It's by Dmitry, I'm going to butcher his last name, Glukovsky? Glukovsky. Yeah. Glukovsky. That's all I got. (laughs) And it's actually, there's actually uh, a video game based off of it. It's called Metro. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like this dystopian world, right? Actually, it's, um... Like the game, um, I can just do a quick description on the game. It is um, a Russian subway similar uh, simulator, twenty thirty three. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty much like what it'd be like to be inside of like the subway system in Russia. And so, anyone who's listening to this, go ahead and watch the trailer. You get a, you'll know ex- instantly what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So the I just finished Dumpling by Julie Murphy today. Um, and it was, it was pretty good. It was entertaining at the very least. So I'm going to watch the next Netflix movie probably tonight or tomorrow. Then I'm reading two dense books and I realized how much of a mistake that was. The first one is the left hand of darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin. And it's kind of this sociological slash psychological, uh, sci-fi where this guy goes to a planet called Gethin and he, um, encounters this race of of um people on there that don't have sexual well they choose their sexual sexual um organs when they're going into the reproductive phase and it's called kemmering and so they don't know whether or not they're going to be the one siring the child or the one carrying the child to term until then and so it's about this um this society and just kind of has a commentary on gender normalities and and subterfuge and all that kind of stuff and it's a very interesting interesting look um ursula k Le Guin is such a fabulous writer and she does such a good job of explaining the world and and really drawing out her characters i like it a lot and then there's infinite jest by david foster wallace and this is a 1070 something page book that is slowly eating at my soul but I'm going to keep chugging along because I'm going to do a deep dive series on YouTube about this very book. And I'm only on page 50. I don't oh. know. I don't Good know luck. how I'm going to do. Yeah, thank you. 
Keep going. It's it's like a very well known to be a very dense read. And in fact, um, there's this forward in it by this guy named Dave Eggers. And he talks about should books be accessible and all this other stuff. So he talks about how there's two camps of that people think books should be easy to read versus people who think, you know, yeah, it should work for what you read. And how he thinks that Infinite Jest comes in the middle of that a little bit. And I'm like, he's a liar. He's a filthy, filthy liar. It's not easily readable. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm reading those two. I'm hoping to get um, the left left hand of darkness done by this weekend. And I don't know what book I'll pick up after that. Probably, um, probably the invisible man by, I think it was was HG Wells. I was having a, I was having a time trying to think of that. Because I have a book that has both the Time Machine and the Invisible Man in it, hmm. so I'll probably read that next. I, I might also pick up the beautiful poetry of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Please do some dramatic readings for the next uh, podcast. We should Shatner <laughs> style. Shatner style. Do those pauses. Yes. And I don't think <laughs> that's his problem. That's really his problem. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. That's true. It's true. It's called This Country is Going to Hell in a Handbasket. Okay. It just seems that our country is not what it used to be. New York Fashion Week is really bad and used to be so glamorous and exciting. Vanity Fair magazine, which used to be one of my favorites, is failing badly. A lot of people are switching to these. Really? What? See, again, I don't know if this is satire or like real. I just, I don't know. It sounds like it's from his speeches. Ah, it's called so A Beautiful pe- Simple Life. Beautiful Bites. Together. Yeah, so I think they just... They Frankensteined it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what they did. Like, A Beautiful Simple Life. Beautiful Bikes. Beautiful Aircraft Carriers. Beautiful Coal. Beautiful Lie by Crooked Hillary. Beautiful Hats. <laughs> beautiful Women. Beautiful Tanks. Beautiful Humvees. Beautiful Copper Piping. Beautiful Auto Plants. Beautiful Marines. I've never seen scissors that look this beautiful before. That's the whole, that's, that's all the poetry right there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So that's our close for today. If you have any um, uh, recommendations for us to read, please leave them down in the comments below. Uh, tell us your favorite holiday traditions, your favorite holiday movies and books. We want to know all of that. Um, I'll link in the description uh, to our email address and all that other stuff, how to get, get a hold of us at any given point in time. I post up a picture of these awesome taco Doritos. Yes. We will post up pictures of, <laughs> uh, of some of the snacks we got in the taco Doritos along with, uh, the banana pocky that I'm no, no longer sharing with anyone. And you guys have a Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And happy may holidays. you get lost. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And no, this is not a war on Christmas. Good night. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho.